everybody welcome to another edition how's everybody welcome gary hello norma i want to introduce everybody this is mark bowden how you hey doing, everybody mark? i'm doing good doing good man how about you doing wonderful so introduce yourself to everybody uh there are some people that may or may not know me my name is mark bolden i'm a paranormal researcher i'm uh, not just a paranormal but anything dealing with cryptids ufos uh high strangeness you name it i'm usually there in some capacity uh I like uh, I like the stories. I like to hear what people have to say. So yeah, I'm here. I'm here, and let's let's do this, man. So Parafactor has been oh, yeah. born, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, this is the new show that uh, we have teamed up, and we're going to uh, uh, been born and move forward with. Uh, I think we're going to do this uh, every Thursday at eight o'clock. Correct? Yeah, and I, I love the echo. That you put on the uh, oh, you, I love sorry. to have some fun, but yeah, yeah but uh, yeah, he, ladies and gentlemen, he's actually going to build a website. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh yeah, so basically, we're gonna have a we're gonna have an online presence. So we're gonna make sure that we have a place for not just people to find you know uh, uh, episode info and and uh, show notes, but also if you have your own uh, your own stories, or you have input, if you got corrections, you have anything like that, you, there will be a place for you on the site for you to put that information in. And keep us up to date. And also, you'll you'll also probably have a request too. So you, you want to know if people say, you know, can we cover 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 a specific topic? So that would be great as well. Yeah. So we're actually going to expand out to uh, new uh, territories. But Mark, uh, you know, I, I, Mark's the guy. So uh, there's a lot of things that you all asked me to do, and I I had a chance to sit down you know, last year at the end of the year, and I uh, did some hard thinking, like you all said, welcome everybody, and a uh, round of applause to you, and and I reached out to Mark, I thought Mark was the best candidate, and Mark said, yeah, let's do it, so, and tonight, you all wanted to talk about Skinwalker Ranch, and Mark was like, yeah, let's rock it. Absolutely, it's a great topic. So, Skinwalker I mean, Ranch, yeah. Who, who doesn't like the topic of, of Skinwalker Ranch? I mean, this is a you know, it's a Uinta Basin. I mean, it's funny because it's not just a, it's not just Skinwalker Ranch. It's the entire Uinta Basin that uh, that has these, this, the, you know, it's this area of high strangeness, you know, and it's seems to be this epicenter of paranormal and UAP activity. It's, uh, you know, portals. I mean, you name it, it's all been reported there. So, yeah, what, 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 what is there not to love? Well, the problem is, where do we start? So we know uh, how it all started. So where do you want to begin? Um, it's funny because, you know, the, the, the topic 
was repopularized. I don't know if it's ever really lost popularity, but it just sort of came to the forefront again with History Channel's um, um, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch series, which it, which turns out to be pretty amazing. Um, right. And then um, before that, you had the Hunt for the Skinwalker, which was uh, what George Knapp and um, correct, yeah. And, and then you had uh, you know the the whole the folks at the uh, um, the Nitz team, Robert Bigelow's Nitz team, and then before correct. that, you had the, the Sherman family, and before that, you had uh, Kenneth Myers, uh, his his family, and their their saga. So you, it kind of goes all the way back to to 1934, I, th- I believe, what, when Kenneth Myers' family took over the ranch. But the funny thing is that the Native Americans in that area, they've had stories about that entire area for long before. So I guess if we wanted to start anywhere, we could probably uh, we'd probably start with what people are familiar with right now, kind of work our way back a little bit. And that would be the uh, the, the the hunt for or sorry, the hunt for Skinwalker, the secret of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, and it's pretty funny because when we look at the secret of Skinwalker Ranch, you got um. Uh, Travis Taylor, this guy's got uh, so many accolades behind his name. You have uh, Brandon Fugel, this this, gen- this uh, genius real estate developer who's always had uh, a thing for the unknown and and uh, proving the existence of uh, you know uh, UAPs and so forth. And then you have Eric Bard, who's a, a science uh, a researcher, and uh, he led the scientific team uh, there for Brandon Fugel. You have uh, Dragon, who's um, you know head of security, and you have the right. uh, um, I'll try to remember the other guy. The um, you have the the actually I have to double check and see. Oh yeah, um, you have uh, Jim Morse. You have Travis Taylor. You have uh, Thomas Winterden, who's the uh, who's the manager of the ranch, I guess. But it's pretty interesting because um, you know the experiments that they've been doing on TV is what really makes this whole thing amazing because you know you're seeing everything from lasers being bent. Were refracted midair over this area they call the triangle. Uh, they've had the Mesa lit up a glow. They've had all types of UAP activity. They've had they've sent up uh, swarms of drones and had the drones start malfunctioning and immediately coming back. They've launched rockets, and then these rockets have had the motors blown out. And then when they hit it with a high speed camera, this weird misty blob appeared over the rocket in this fraction of a second when the motor blew out. So. It's, well, don't forget they won't follow the helicopter around the Mason either. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Fugel, uh, Brandon Fugel's brother is, you know, guy seems to be an amazing pilot. They got this beautiful high tech helicopter, but they've uh, reported everything from um, equipment malfunctions, you know, the avionics systems, things like that. But I remember uh, one of the episodes, they 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 actually felt the helicopter almost being pushed, you know, or like almost as if it was being uh, pushed or bumped. Uh, so there's a lot of reasons for that for that area to be deemed unsafe, you know. Let alone just being a some of this you know mysterious area of high strangeness. I mean, I was in aviation in the military. I wouldn't feel comfortable in a helicopter over that area myself. It's just it's just too much. Yeah, you know. Speaking of the helicopter, one of the ones I remember watching on TV is when they were flying, and he was like, "There's something below the helicopter." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And they were looking out. He's like. 17 or 15 feet below us it's showing on the radar yeah and you're like there's it, nothing below us he's like no there is look at it yeah radar is picking so yeah and yes it, it's, and it's crazy because all of this activity is over that the area they call the triangle that is as matter, correct as a matter of fact one of the experiments that they did was with a uh pointed lasers uh down i believe out of the helicopter and when they mapped that area it showed this big blank space like where the lasers weren't reaching the ground 
And and you're talking about people who were like Travis Taylor, who was initially fairly skeptical of that location. Now he's even saying that he believes that there's a, a portal in that area. And that that kind of goes back to what uh, what the NITS team were finding. I mean, you 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 heard that the term was thrown around many times about there being a portal in the uh, in that area. Now I do believe portals exist. Now uh, when he was talking about that portal, they had that that cattle that was mutilated, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and I want to touch on that just for a brief second. And that that cattle that was not touched, neither by animals or by any flies or insects, right? And that is very rare. And what was very strange is how they recorded that animals, uh, the other cattle on the property, would not go in that area on that property. And they yeah. documented that, right? Yeah. Now, we have uh, a person in Australia, Mark, and uh, she was losing cattle on her farm. And she couldn't figure out why her cattle were dying, especially the calves. And she went out there with an EMF detector, and she Mm -hmm. was getting high EMF readings in this one particular area. And uh, she also is kind of a psychic medium. And they found out, allegedly, that there may be a possible portal. And Hmm. when she moved her cattle away from there, everything stopped. But when she got a different type of animal, uh, I think it was a different breed, yeah. and put them on that property, they would not go to that area of the farm. It, it would stay away. So that <laughs> wow. was strange. And when she was telling the story, it sounded like just like Skinwalker Ranch. And the movement of the cattle in, in that particular breed of the animal reminded me of the same thing. So, and it was plausible. It made sense. So... And it's funny because when you mentioned the mutil- the cattle mutil- mutilations, I mean that's something that that's been going on in that in that whole area for a long time. And the fact that it actually happened on this during the the filming of the series was pretty amazing because now you're not it's not just a story you're actually seeing it on the show, and you can clearly see that this is not the this is not the result of pred- uh, predation. This is these right. I mean these are clean cuts. A lot of these cuts seem almost surgical in nature, where they're very precise and they're going after. Usually, uh, you know, in, in cases of an, uh, uh, cattle mutilations, what are they going after? Genitalia. The, the anus is cored out. There's very it's very precise thing. The jaw's been removed. Predation is is a lot more vicious, and I mean that's where flesh is torn. That's that's where animals are ripped apart. I mean, and and these are very precise. So how do you explain that? No, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, when it comes to the mutilations, it has been documented. It, it goes back a lot longer than when it's been documented from the 60s, 70s and 80s. Right. And I, I give that credit to the local newspapers and the launch of the Internet uh, when it became real famous, uh, especially when all the ranchers start getting together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Travis, when he first got there, he was very skeptical yeah. about the whole scenario. And I always told people when Bigelow owned it, uh, the government was there for a reason. Uh, they wanted answers and, mm-hmm. and they wanted to see what was going on. And I mean, they was like there what, for 20 something years. Oh, yeah. It was over two decades. And, and yeah. they used uh, animals as biomarkers. They built pens. They they did they were, their their research was very extensive. And. The interesting part was uh, uh, a lot of that information is still classified to this day. So, you know, what you have to ask yourself, why would this information be classified? Is it because they consider it dangerous? Is it because they consider it 
something that needs to be studied? And if so, what's for what purpose? Is it to utilize this to for for to some end? So, you know, you got to ask yourself these questions, too. So Gene's asking you, Mark, so what's so important about the parts that are missing on the cattle? So if you think about it, if you look at uh, cases where um, whether it's someone who, you know, if it's someone who uh, came forward as a whistleblower or disclosure or just people who are firsthand witnesses to some of these events because maybe their cattle, their cattle was mutilated, a lot of times it usually has something to do with something reproductive. Right. And it and that kind of takes me back to what happened on the final episode of UFO Hunters when uh, Bill Burns and his team were out at, uh, you know, at um, Dulce, Dulce base. And that sheriff came forward and he showed them for the first time. He had the uh, the photos of this what he believed was a human uh, bovine hybrid. And he found it in the um, in the uterus of a dead of a dead cow that was mutilated. Oh, and, that's right. And and that photo was extremely disturbing. And that was one of the, that was supposedly the only time that they shown that, that he's revealed that on TV or revealed it, period. And it, and interestingly enough, right after that whole investigation, and he talked about the Delcy base and that photo of this hybrid human. And of course, the uh, Native Americans who lived in the area that all said that they saw lights going in and out of the Mesa. They see openings. That's when the show was mysteriously pulled from the air. And, and I remember Bill Burns actually came back and said he believes that that came down from the top. That that was the that was it. That was the last episode. Sometimes you get too close. You know, they entertained it at one point. It's a great show. And when you get a little bit too close, it's like, all right, that's it. No more. Right. But it does seem to be something dealing with the reproductive uh, um, uh, functions of these animals and possibly uh, hybridization programs. Who knows? That was a good question. Yeah, if you don't mind, if you have any questions, thank you, Catherine. Put them in caps. That way I don't miss them for us. Good, good call out. Say like E-Rev, welcome. But uh, yeah, I do remember that since you mentioned that. Because they did poll it. Absolutely yeah. they did. Right off there. It was pretty, pretty amazing. But, you know, and then of course, look at what, the, look at uh, the other things that came out of uh, the Delce base. The, you know, they said that there was like a seven level underground base and air, the seventh level, uh, they nicknamed it uh, Nightmare Alley. And they said that's where um, alien hybridization programs took place. And they said, no humans were allowed on that level. That was strictly uh, EBE. And um, so, yeah, you know what? It, it's possible that maybe that is the reason for mutil mutilations. Uh, some people actually think that these mutilations are, are actually, um, you know, a form of, um, you know, disinformation to keep you distracted from other things that are really happening. So that's possible, too. You know, it, it's obviously I don't know, but I can look at you know, one of many possible uh, uh, reasons for it. And yeah, distraction might be a, a, a possible reason. What do you think they're not telling us about that area? You know, if you think about things that they talked about, like the Griotta Treaty and, and all of these, you know, this agreement between the government and, um, and uh, EBEs to allow abduction and experimentation in exchange for tech or, uh, technological advantages, um, I, you know, those are good reasons to keep people out of the area. I mean, the, the reality is if there are things like that going on, you, it's probably best that if you don't have too many curiosity seekers in the area. So either, you know, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like Scooby-Doo where they, <laughs> they do something <laughs> over the top to just scare people away, you know, but it does seem like that they are, um, it seems like they are using, um, 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 these 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 animals to to some end and possibly hybridization. 
So Standing Stone says, Mark, I heard they use the mutilated parts and rub it on their skin and absorb the enzymes. What do you think? That's pretty. That's a pretty interesting. Uh, that's a pretty interesting uh, theory. I mean, it 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 seems like if that is the case, it, it, there would be an easier way to get it than just mutilating cows and just sort of leaving them. I mean, it it it, it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot of work just for that that purpose. Like it seems like there would be an easier way to do this. You know. The laser thing was very interesting because uh, now there was allegedly I, I've seen a video. Uh, probably this is 2024, about a year and a half ago, uh, a guy in Georgia is on a Bigfoot team and he had a thermal Mm -hmm. and they were out in the field and him and another guy was filming with a thermal and the guy was like, where'd you go? And the guy's like, I don't know. Where'd he go? And he's like, he walked into something. He's like, Hey, so-and-so where'd you go? He said, I don't know. It's cold. He said, walk back six feet. And he walked into a black hole. He walked into a ledge portal. Three days later, he died. The other guy that stepped halfway in, uh, he ended up getting some kind of cancer and almost died with some kind of blood disorder. Uh, Now, is that coincidence? I don't know. But I saw the footage, and he worked for the government, and he had some high technology when it come to the the flare. Mm -hmm. And he actually uh, flew the helicopter around Washington, D.C. to protect it, and he just retired last year. Uh, It was very interesting. Now, they went and signed disclosures, and he uses lasers, too. And he talked about, just like they did down at Skinwalker Ranch, how they use it and how the lasers would bend. Mm -hmm. Now, you cannot fake that. Lasers do not bend or anything like that. You can't. And and, and I'm a a physics fanatic, right? I mean, I've I've always been fascinated by physics, and I follow a lot of the the bigger names out there, uh, like, you know, the... uh, the Brian Greens and and so forth, but it's funny because if you think about it, um, if you're able to physically warp space, then that would account for a laser beam bent. And you know, a perfect example is if you look at, for example, uh, gravitational lensing. Right? Um, when, Einstein, when Einstein looked at when Einstein first, you know, I talked about the theory of gravitational lensing, and then it was it, it was proven after his death. You know, when we're able to directly view a solar eclipse and we were, we were able to see stars behind the sun because basically the light was being bent around the star by gravity. It's gravitational lensing. So, yeah, light can bend given enough, uh, you know, if there's if if there's something to warp space time around it, like in the case of, of an extremely massive object like a star. However, we're not talking about a star. We're talking about this small space over the ranch, over the, the this triangle, and we've actually seen that laser bend. You know, so how do you explain that? Well, it's not it's not reflecting off of something, but it's potentially refracting off of something, or through something, I should say. Um, maybe something is bending space in that area. Maybe there is a portal. If there's a portal, yeah, it possibly is bending space. You know, oh, absolutely. Uh... Standing Stone's ass was Billy Myers living at the ranch as well. I don't, you know what, Billy Myers, um, from what I understand, I think, well, I know Kenneth was, Kenneth Myers was living at the ranch uh, prior to the Sherman family. Um, but I don't know about Billy Myers. Because um, I know, uh, um, I know the, I know the, of the story about the family that was there prior. Because at one point there was, they, they kind of said, uh, the skeptics kind of said, well, if the Sherman family experienced all these uh, these uh, strange incidents, everything from the this this 
this dire wolf-like animal that appeared when they first got there uh, to all of the events past that, everything from uh, shadow people and so forth, they were saying, well, how come the family before them never experienced anything? That was uh, Kenneth Myers and his family. And the, and the truth is they did experience things and they didn't, you know, you're talking about a time where, you know, people will think you're crazy if you talk about stuff, but those close to uh, the Myers family, they, they, they were confidants. They were told the stories about what, what went on. I know that when the Sherman family took over, I mean, they found a lot of odd things there. They found, you know, they were, and, and uh, they were in a, a, in Homestead two was where the uh, Myers family lived. And they found like big chains where there were, uh, they had big guard dogs. Um, there were stories where I guess uh, Kenneth Myers, uh, his wife was, was an abductee. Um, a couple of cases where he even had to restrain his wife because she was being taken at night. And at one point, I know that he actually went outside when uh, when something was trying to take his wife. He actually went outside and was shooting at something in the sky and with with like a, with a with a rifle, and it was hitting something that he couldn't see. So yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a long history of stories in that ranch, you know. So I'm not sure about uh, about Billy Myers. Billy Myers wasn't he? I thought he was the uh, the guy that took a lot of the famous uh, UFO photos, wasn't he? I thought he was. Yeah, so I don't know about I don't know about that, but I remember. Um, yeah, I remember he took all those uh, controversial photos. I think what was funny about Billy Myers' photos. A lot of his photos look like they could have just been like hubcaps hanging off a string because they're kind of doing like this. So yeah, Standing Stone says yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, but I wonder way. why that area. I mean, is it just because people occupied that area compared to the other places? I, uh, you know what, you have these, um, these, uh, um, these areas of high energy, you know, that run across ley lines around the planet, you know, um, I, I'd, I'd be a little bit more, um, yeah, Amy said he was discounted hubcap stuff. That's what I thought. <laughs> Cause yeah. it was, it's odd when somebody produces a UFO photo and, you know, you kind of got like a, you know, this type of activity, you know, where, where there's clearly, you know, a pivot point, you know, of, of, of there's clearly like a, you know, and it's, it's just, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just you know you have you have ley lines around the planet. I, I'd be more curious about to where where those portals go to, because even in the case of uh, of the Nids team, where where one portal was spotted, they saw this um, they saw this orb, right? And then this orb sort of opens up, and it's nighttime. And as it opens up, they see blue sky on the other side. Then they see this thing that looks like this cryptid that sort of looks like a Bigfoot sort of pop out and dart off into the darkness, you know, which would scare the hell out of me if I saw it. You know, I'm usually a pretty you know, solid person. But I, if I saw that, then, you know, you know, yeah. something running around in the dark with you and you can't see it after that. That's kind of a reason to be concerned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what would you do? I mean, think about it. If you... <laughs> the holy water, get my crucifix and start praying. So, yeah, see, look, they're saying, oh, wow, scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so... it's a, some creepy stuff if you think about it. Hey, look, Eddie, you go out, you go out in the backyard. If you live in a rural area, go out in the backyard when it's pitch dark out there and just imagine something running around in the darkness and you don't know what it is or where it's at. Because at a minimum, let's just say it's a wild animal. At a minimum, you could be facing a wild animal. At a minimum. They run around with shotguns and pistols down there and they're still scared. <laughs> so, I mean, they go in two and threes and they're still scared. You better take I, back up. You got, I'm like, like hey, what the hell? You know, you got you got reason to 
reason to be concerned. <laughs> Keeper, they so if you keep her, if you never watched that, I think uh, there's some episodes on Netflix. Uh, I, I, am I right, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, on Skinwalker? Oh, yeah, uh, I think they're older ones, but yeah, you can check it out. It's very interesting because mm-hmm. I think Travis is on there still, isn't he? Uh, Travis is still on there, yeah. He was and he led that, um, I think it was during season. One, two, and part of season three was when he was uh, uh, heading up that team working for the government uh, where, the, where they were doing UAP investigations. And then it came out afterwards on the show that, you know, I know Brandon Fugel and the team, they actually brought it out and said he was, as a member of that team, he was reporting uh, their findings from Skinwalker Ranch back back to that team as well. Right. But no, it's something you all need to check out. If, if you're into the paranormal and especially some of the things, uh, the rare current or paranormal occurrences that are going on that are unexplainable. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely, Keith. You're welcome. Yeah, and I would, I would, uh, I would also suggest that they do the the documentaries out there too. The uh, the hunt for the skinwalker, and the hunt for the skinwalker is the one that's uh, um, with um, George Knapp and um, who shot that with George Knapp. I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, that's a, it's actually a really good documentary because The Hunt for the Skinwalker actually focused around um, the uh, the NIDS team, uh, Robert Bigelow's team. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that 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 one actually, and that was um, that was uh, George Knapp and um, it's a calm. Well, Calm Kelleher Kelleher did the book, but I forgot who shot the documentary with him. So, but it was, it was, it was really informative though. Um, they haven't, they, they obviously, you know, George Knapp, he, you know, he's, he's a very well-respected journalist. Um, he's out of what, what KLTV in Las, Las Vegas. He's the, right. he's a journalist that, uh, for those who don't know, those that do know, he's the one that actually broke the story on area 51 with Bob Lazar. And uh, I remember when everybody said Bob Lazar was a fraud, then, uh, somebody spirited a, uh, you know, he said, you know, Dreamland Area 51 doesn't exist. And what do we find out now? We know as common knowledge, it does exist, right? Yeah. And, we, and they thought Bob Lazar, they said, oh, he's a fraud. He never worked there. And then somebody spirits away a, a phone directory from Area 51. And guess whose name is in there? He's a theoretical physicist, Bob Lazar. You know, and then they said he didn't work at S4. Then some people came forward, some whistleblowers, and they said, yeah, he worked at S4. We knew him. So, and it's sort of like at that point, what do you do? It's like a big, big fat. I told you so. So, um, you know, and and you gotta you gotta look at all of these areas, all of these areas of high strangeness. You know, um, Area Fifty One, Skinwalker Ranch, Blind Frog Ranch, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, Sedona. But um, yeah, it's possible. We're just dealing with a just areas of concentrated um, ley line energy around the Earth that that makes these areas a, a, a prime place for portals. I'd really like to know where they go though. Yeah, I want to know what they're doing now with it. What is their end goal? What know. What are they trying to achieve? Look, if you saw a portal open up, would you walk through it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When When I saw that guy, right, when when I heard, you know, because I, at first I didn't believe it, you know. Yeah. And I, when I was told, I was like, no, right, no way. And the guy was like, I'll show you the video. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'll show you the video. And he's like, the guy died. And I'm like, whatever. And the guy that, uh, the head of the team, he's like, it happened. And I was like, huh? And he showed me the video. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then the other guy was like, I damn near died. And I was like, what? 
And I mean, it was like on thermal. And I was like, what? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you cannot fake a thermal. I mean, it was literally <clears throat> recorded from the thermal. Yeah. And 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 you can hear the radio communication. They were like losing their their cookies over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were like, you know, wh- wh- where'd you go? And the frantic. And they're like, the guy was like, what are you talking about? We We can't see you. So it was like legit. So you know, you know what that makes me think of it. There was a there was a story. Um, it was a, one of the eyewitness accounts of, uh, during in the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, they were they were there was a boat that was abandoned or whatever, and they decided you know you know you know you get you can claim rights to it. And they were towing this boat. <coughs> Excuse me. And at one point, when they're towing this boat, <laughs> the boat sort of vanished behind them, and they saw the rope, the tow rope, just sort of went into midair. Oh no. And then, and then ultimately, this 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 weird fog, you know, they always have the electronic fog, and kind of cleared up, and then they saw the boat again. But for a while, the boat was just gone, and this rope just went to midair and was just there, no. you know. And, and you and you gotta, you know. And, and it's funny because when people tell these stories, you know, that it's it's so hilarious because you get the the, the skeptics, their immediate response is, "Oh, it's just a you know a mass hallucination." They all thought they saw something that they didn't see, and then they. It was a uh, atmospheric distortion of the light and blah blah. It, there's always an explanation, and sometimes, right. sometimes it just is what it is. That 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 thing really did slip into a portal, you know? Yeah, no, no. Now there's too much out in this reality of the world that we just do not comprehend or understand. I'm sorry. Look, everything is unknown until it's known. That's just it, you know. Right. <laughs> it, it it happens, and that I to think that. I think it's incredibly egocentric of us to just think that we have the answers to everything. And we've, we've figured out this entire cosmos. We know everything. We know all there is to be known. And all of these stories about high strangeness, portals, cryptids, spirits, it's just a bunch of, it's just a bunch of trash. And I think it's crazy to even think that because it is, it's just, it's just insane to think that we know the answers to everything. We, we're finding out new stuff all the time. Hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> Hunt for Skinwalker, George Knapp, Jeremy Kenyon, Locker yeah. Corbell, and Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Corbell. Yeah. So Jer- Jerry Cor- Jeremy Corbell's an excellent Corbell. He's a, he's an excellent uh, documentarian. He's got some good stuff out there. I'm trying to remember, I knew I I could see his face, but I couldn't remember his name for some reason. Thank you, Eric. I knew somebody would fact check us or Google it for us. So. <laughs> For those that haven't seen it, check it out. It's really good. It's a it's a really good documentary. Really good, actually. You know, another thing that fascinated me uh, since you're talking about uh, episodes is how many times they actually captured UFOs or UAPs on the shows. Yeah, like every episode. Yeah. There's always something flying. It, and it's funny because they'll launch a rocket and usually that's the... That was, you know, what is it about about science? You know, an experiment should be repeatable and get and get similar like results, right? One of the things that they've that they've done every time was they've always noticed that if they fire off rockets, usually they see UAPs in the sky. Yeah, and they and they do. They've tracked them, you know, and it's that's really interesting, and it's so it's just so amazing that that is something that's repeatable for them. They'll launch rockets and they look for UAPs. So that that makes me wonder: Are they monitoring what's going on in that area on the ground, or is that just a coincidence? But I don't know how many times that could be a coincidence. Because how many times I remember Travis like, "Look," or somebody's like, "Look, look." Yeah, 
I, th- I think that they're monitoring. And, and the question is, if they are monitoring, who is they? Is it a, is it a, a government entity that just wants to make sure that they're not getting too close to something or just, just keeping tabs on them? Or is it, or are they actually EBEs that are fascinated by their futile attempts to figure out what's going on? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's pretty amazing, but it, it's something that's been repeatable for them every time. Yeah. The UAPs that that's pretty, that's pretty intense. It really is. Now I tell you, I don't remember the neighbor that owns the land right next to it, but they are very strict about them not crossing over. Yeah. I don't, I don't very know. Very strict. Yet. I don't know the history behind of it, but I know, uh, I've read up on, they did a test or something mm-hmm. and they went to go to get it. Or I don't know what happened, but something bad came out of it. And they're like, Oh, we can go over there. They're like, that's bad. No, no. So that wow. was really strange. Yeah. You know, because it's like nobody lives there. It's just empty land. It's not like there's a big fence. But well, they, uh, had, they had rules about the ranch too. I mean, remember the um, when the uh, I guess when the Sherman family took it over, and they were they had or the, after I shouldn't say the Sherman family when the um, Robert Bigelow's team took it over. I guess that they had rules that they don't dig on the ranch, and that sort that seemed to be an overarching theme was oh, that you don't God. you don't you don't dig on the ranch. God, remember and, when uh, Travis wanted to dig? They about had a meltdown. Yeah, they they were they didn't want. I know that the, that one instance where they tried to dig that was when uh, uh, Thomas Winterton he had the uh, that big tumor that big, thing. Uh, that big, yeah that, that fluid fluid or whatever else uh, on the outside of his skull underneath his scalp. Yeah, you know, and um, but they but they've dug since then. I mean, they it's they had the I don't know if you remember that episode where they dug and the 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 drill bit was actually being reflect being deflected on something and then another time they hit something hard they couldn't drill through it and then they looked at it with ground penetrating radar they identified this big dome-like structure yeah they thought it was a flying saucer at first they thought yeah unofficial yeah it could be that could be the 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 top of a of an underground base for all we know right but either way it's anomalous and it's something that shouldn't be there and so that that right there is something that's that's pretty amazing so I don't Did know they if they're going to figure gonna... that out. No, but they've dug multiple times and they couldn't penetrate it, whatever it was. That's right. They didn't, did they? Yeah, they couldn't. I, I think at one point they brought up um, some material and um, Travis identified it as the same type of material that's used in like fighter planes and things like that. Oh, that's that right. Said. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think... Uh, you know, it's it's funny. You think about probably only the only real solution is you're going to have to dig out that entire area and expose whatever is down there. But I don't think that's something that's going to be that. That's when the show will get pulled, <laughs> like uh, U.S. Right. waters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the minute they come in with a bunch of backhoes and bulldozers, <laughs> that's when the show will just get pulled. <laughs> yeah, Catherine, I switched the accounts around. I hit a wrong button, so I got to get it fixed on. Sorry about that. But no, you're right. You're right. It's exactly what, what's going to happen if they <laughs> yep. did that. As soon as you said that about the air air fighter, fighter planes, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, it's, it's, a, it's pretty, you know, the, at the end of the day, the entire show is, it's more than, a, it's more than entertaining. I mean, because it, they're, it, it's funny. They, they found so many uh, odd things, but no answers yet. It, it, everything everything really just gives everything really just just creates more questions you know what is this thing buried underground why is the light bending why are the motor what was this blob 
that appeared on a high speed camera that caused the motors to blow out of the rockets. You know, right? Um, why? Why? Why did the drill bit keep going off in the wrong direction? Um, why does? The, why did the Mesa start glowing? Why did the entire Mesa start glowing? That was insane. The entire Mesa just started glowing. That flipped them out. I'll never forget that one. Yeah, what what causes that? Seriously, what what in nature would actually cause that? And and the answer is it ain't swamp gas. Yeah, it's swamp. <laughs> I hate when people say they, that it's swamp gas. They they rehashed that old uh, the old that old JL and Heineck. <laughs> yeah, swamp gas. Swamp gas. They always say that. It, it cracks me up. That's like the, uh, you know, I always thought of, uh, when I think of portals, right, I always think of, what is it, uh, like the Will of the Wisp and all of those things, those, the, the, uh, the, 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 what is it, I think they're called, what, the Marfa Lights, the Will of the Wisp, you know, but basically you have this thing where there's usually a long railroad track or a long road and these lights will appear and sometimes they say, oh, it's a guy, you know, he was a, you know, he was a, a signalman. He got hit by a train. You can see his swinging the lantern. lantern. The very, there's always like a, a, some level of folklore that goes with it, but the Tommy reality knockers. is, yeah, the time, yeah, Tommy knockers. But the reality is, it, it, people have studied these things. And one of the things I always thought was pretty amazing was you see these things at a distance, but as you get close to them, they, they vanish. But the people who are still at a distance can still see the lights. The ones who are up close cannot see the lights. And the ones who are behind the, where the lights are, they don't see them either. Right. And that, and honestly, that sounds like a portal. That sounds like you're seeing portal light because. It's almost like you because you can only it can only be viewed from one point. Anything that's to the side of it, too close to it, behind it, can't see it. And if it was a light, a legitimate light of any type, even swamp gas, methane that's 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 burning, you're going to see it no matter which angle you look at it from. That is correct. You know, so once again, more questions than answers. <laughs> Yeah, I actually told somebody that once years ago. They looked at me like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> it works on TV, so swamp gas. Swamp gas. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I told y'all y'all like Mark. Look, like you're cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. So Lies. No, we need, yeah. uh, you know, we need, we need like, uh, we need, we need to get Giorgio, Giorgio Sucolos on here. So, oh, that way, so that way when we say swamp gas, he'll just go aliens. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Grizzly? Swamp gas. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You missed the one what Eric says. Uh Eric goes, uh, that was swamp gas off reflecting off Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Eric. <laughs> look, everybody That's awesome. said, look, everybody's shaking their things at Mark. <laughs> Poor audio in the morning's like, what? Oh, swamp so, gas reflecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we 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 always got some live ones. If, if we're not careful with this group, Mark, they'll put you in the ditch. But anyways, that's all right. I'm good for that. <laughs> but you know, but there's a lot of things. You know, when we talk about Skinwalker Ranch, there I know there's a lot of things that probably doesn't make the show for a reason. That's what I want to know. What are what is not making on the TV? You know, it's funny because they do uh, they do their own like uh, like live feeds and they, they'll. Um... They'll talk about things with you know in their in their live feeds outside of the show, um, and sometimes they'll do these little wrap ups. But a lot of the big stuff does make it on the series. Um, but it, it's you know I would love to see some of the things that that happened to folks in the past. I don't know if you remember the story. 
uh, what happened to Kenneth Myers when he had the ranch. They was in mm. um they had this it was in 1948 I believe and they had this massive blizzard this snowstorm that hit, and so Kenneth Myers they, they hear a knock at the door um they, they were living in Homestead too at the time I believe and uh, oh yeah and his wife and he goes to the door <coughs> and this raging blizzards outside and there's a guy standing there and he's like can I help you and the guy's like said he's from the sheriff's uh, sheriff's office and he just wants to I just want to make sure you folks are okay out here that type of thing. And I'm paraphrasing. Don't don't quote me on this, but I'm paraphrasing. He said, I want to make sure you folks are okay. And he says, yeah, we're okay. You know, that type of thing. And the guy says, thank you. And he said, he asked the guy, he said, how did you, one part I do remember, he asked the guy, he said, how did you get out here in the storm? And the guy said, oh, we have ways and means. Yes. And he, just kind of, and he just kind of looked at it and shrugged it off and wished him a good night or whatever. And the guy walked away. And his wife kind of scolds him. She's like, you know, you could at least give him some coffee or something. The guy's like, you know, in the middle of a blizzard and he walked over here to check on us. So <clears throat> he goes, okay. And he says, he's going to go find this guy. And he goes out and he grabs his coat and begrudgingly goes out into the storm looking for this guy. And off in the distance, he can see the guy walking, you know, the, the, you know, the silhouette of this guy walking away in the storm. And as he's trying to catch up to the guy, there's this blinding flash of light. And he thinks for a second that, yeah, he disappeared. Amy said it. And they thought there's this blinding flash of light. And he thinks, you know, maybe it's one of those lightning flashes in a winter storm. And the guy's just gone. And I think he says, like, oh, you know, damn it to hell or something like that. But it's just it's just an, one of those stories that this family uh, put up with. They, they, There were so many anomalies. You know, people disappearing. Um, the Sherman family had the, the dire wolf incident. You know, the... I think the other shirt was uh, with the uh, with the with the one of the things that the Sherman family had that was really interesting was you remember the story about the about his prized uh, bulls, yes, and and it was and I think there was uh, about four of them that were missing, and they went looking for them. It was uh, him and I think it was one of, it was one of the sheriffs or something, and and he couldn't find them, and all of a sudden he finds these bulls and they're they're in like a catatonic state, crammed inside of this small trailer. Yes, and they're not moving. Right. And and I think the I think they got some water or threw some water on them or something. And they and all of a sudden the, the bulls just sort of realize where they're at and they start kicking the hell out of this trailer and they break their way out and they they, they scatter. But it's just the fact that he, he recognized the fact that there's no way you're going to get four bulls crammed into this tight space voluntarily. So how did they get in there? Why were they there? For what? For what purpose? Yeah, you know, it's just another one of those strange stories out of Skinwalker Ranch. I've been around bulls. You know how hard it is to rally up a bull. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> so yeah, she says not voluntary. So you're absolutely <laughs> right, especially multiple. Yeah. I mean, in a small space. But did now was it? Was the Skinwalker Ranch, the sheriff also came out, the older sheriff, and had another story where they were out in the field and they were laying down or stacked? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I think you're right. Because I, I seem to recall that story, too. Like, Yeah. They're doing things that animals wouldn't normally do, that bulls wouldn't normally do. Right. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, it. the whole thing was just, it's just wild when you think about it. One of the, one of the many stories of Skinwalker Ranch. So, what made him do it? 
Yeah, and I think there was an incident too where didn't Travis was in the trailer and the security alarm perimeter went off and something was coming over the hill at him? I think so. And he's also had the radiation uh, poisoning too. Yeah. yeah. And that, because yeah. that freaked the hell out of him out. I think his alarm or something went off in his trailer, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they picked it up on the camera too, I thought. I'm going yeah. from memory on that one. So, but I mean, it's it's just nonstop. It's something right after another with uh, with that area out there. So, yeah, but I, mm-hmm. there's so, a reason why they roll two or three deep with shotguns. So, so are, are we going or what? I'm thinking that we. I'm should, down. Uh, look, I'm thinking we should rent an RV, load up some gear, I'm down, and we'll head on out. <clears throat> hey man, I got enough. <laughs> I got enough for a platoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's hey, the- when I was on the PD, you mm-hmm. needed guns or ammo, you came to my car. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I'm definitely down. You ought to see me when I go to Land Between the Lakes this April. The one man SWAT team. That's what I'm That's talking right. about. <laughs> you better believe it. I used to own a gun shop. Oh, you did? Yes. Police uh, supply store. Nice. I was a class three dealer. So I, I was living in Florida, so it was kind of like a. It was a prerequisite when you when you enter the state. They just kind of gave you one on your way in. That's right. That's what I thought about. <laughs> I, I, I don't visit planets, Rebecca. I'm not going to visit Uranus. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to stick with us from now on every show. That, that, that joke is going to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Thank you. Welcome, Emily. Nice to have you there. Hello there. Welcome. I know that person. Yes. Give a round of applause there. So, <laughs> one way to enter the show. But uh, no, I, I'll be down. I that that would be a place to go. I, you know, that's. But it's so hard to get on there. Uh, yeah. You know, especially with the activity and stuff. I mean, you really have to have VIP treatment to get on there, uh, especially with the current owner. Yeah, they uh, they um, and I, you know, it's funny because I follow uh, Brandon on on X. Twitter X, but I'll just always call it Twitter. But um, and he, you know, he's a pretty interesting guy. Um, and uh, you know, he, he's I notice I notice that he he interacts with people. He doesn't just sort of uh, you know, look at stuff. He does interact with people, which is good. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's just he just has a genuine interest in the unknown, and that's why he put in his own money. I mean, it's funny because the that show secret the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. He was his team was already investigating that location even before that show uh, came about. So the, this was always something that he wanted to, you know, figure out what's going on in this area. And that's, that's pretty, pretty amazing that he, he took that initiative. He made his own investment to put together a team and uh, look into it on his own. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think he did a pretty good job. I think he did excellent picking out the team members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was very well laid out and strategically in place. So, yeah. And, you know, like, you know, History Channel through Travis Taylor in there because um, Travis has been involved in other History Channel uh, endeavors in the past. I've seen him on other shows, but um, but it, his credentialing is, is is pretty extensive. I mean, he's got like a Ph.D. in physics and stuff like that, as far as I, if I recall. I mean, he's uh, an engineer. He's got a very extensive background working for the government on uh, on defense projects and Department of Defense projects and so forth. So he, he does have a. If you're going to have somebody in there who can 
properly investigate that lo- that location. He's definitely one of the people you want to have on your team. Where do you think they're going to go now? You know, I, I, I'm thinking that they're going to keep, it seems like the majority of their um, investigations are focused or are centered on the, uh, the, the triangle. And I'm just, I'm wondering to see if they're going to, if, if they're going to do more with high speed cameras because they had successes there. They had success with the laser and they had success with the, with the, um, with the uh, drone swarms. Um, and then of course, you know, the other thing we didn't mention was the, uh, the issues with the uh, GPS, the, uh, the GPS uh, yes. sensors that they use. They've dropped GPS sensors. I, I you remember, um, it was one of the guys that was part of the original NIDS team who said that he seems to feel that the ranch knows he's there. And yes. they, they conducted an experiment. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but if anybody out there listening remembers this experiment that they did, it was pretty wild. So basically, they told him he's going to be part of an experiment, but they said, we're not going to let you know what it is. They said, it's nothing dangerous or whatever. And what they did was they basically ran a path with a Jeep or with a, with a vehicle, and they had a GPS tracker on this vehicle, right? And then they ran the exact same path with him in the car. And when they compared the two, they did an overlay. The GPS tracker followed a path, and it had a normal elevation off the ground. But when he was in the vehicle, it followed the exact same path, but the elevation was like at a, was at like minus 300 feet below ground. That is correct. Which makes absolutely zero sense. Right. It didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. So why? What it? What is it about his presence that is causing the GPS to track the to track its elevation incorrectly? It tracked its latitude and longitude correctly, but its elevation was tracked like three hundred feet below the ground. See, that doesn't make sense. I I I cannot even understand why it would even do that. I mean. And and that's not the first time they've done that. There was times where they dropped GPS trackers from the uh, uh, from the helicopter. I remember if you, they dumped some yes. sensors, and they and they tracked those, and some of those came up showing that they were underground, which made no sense whatsoever. And the fact that it showed up as being underground in 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 an area where they suspect there's a portal, or in this that in that same area where they suspect it's, that there's something buried under the ground, you know, that makes it equally uh, interesting. Now, Amy, those GPS that they, they were using, they were not regular GPSs. These were high-end GPSs, yeah. scientific GPSs. So I do give them credit for that. And, uh, and, usually, and usually a GPS will go back and it'll acquire usually a minimum of seven satellites before it starts returning information. So, And a lot of people do forget that this technology that's in use, they think of GPS just because, you know, they use it every day. It's in your car, it's in your phone, whatever, whatever. But this is declassified military tech. This is stuff we had in the military. You know, this is this this tech was used in the military long before it was used for civilians. Right. So this is this is solid tech. And and a lot of these uh, these trackers, like you like you mentioned, they're using these these high end devices and it's showing that they're below ground. Makes no sense. Yeah. So then you got to work. Then you got to work your way backwards. You say, well, what what would cause it to report the elevation incorrectly? Swamp gas. (laughs) <laughs> from from Uranus. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. It's gonna, look, it's going to keep coming back around. Man. Gary says, thank you for your service. Thank you. So, but no, you know, because that's, I, I always did find that puzzling. I, I never did understand how that was, first off, even possible. Okay. And I can understand a glitch. 
But when they try to recreate that and they couldn't, I, I just didn't understand how that was possible. So that, that was mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, so. it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's trying to think what, what other things that they did. There was, there was, there, they've done, they've had so many shocking experiment results. Come, but like I said, it's always, it always triggers more questions. It, it, you know, it spawns more questions than it does uh, answers questions. I mean, it's, you take all of the stuff and you round it up, none of it makes sense. And none of it actually uh, points to any one specific cause. No. You know? No. And then the and then the funny thing is, you know, you're you're talking, um, so you have what do we have at this ranch, right? In 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 Homestead too, you had um the Sherman family, the Myers family, they all they said that they saw shadow people. Right. Which is usually attributed to what? It's usually attributed to paranormal to spirits and hauntings. But I've always thought shadow people were interdimensionals. Personally, it's my personal belief is there that they're interdimensionals. Right. They're not the dead, they're interdimensionals. But you had Shadow people. You had uh, Kenneth Meyer's wife being abducted repeatedly. Uh, you have uh, Native Americans saying that they're skinwalkers. You know, which are which is uh, uh, um, you know part of part of their folk. Well, not really folklore for them, but um, you also have Bigfoot activities. You have Dogman. You have portals. How is all this stuff in it related? How? Usually you have one or the other. You have Bigfoot somewhere. You have a dogman story elsewhere. And you got somebody with a haunted house where they're seeing spirits or they're seeing um, shadow people or hat man in, a, in the middle of the city somewhere. So how does all this stuff just sort of come together at this one location? Yeah, unexplainable. Don't know. It's fun to yeah. talk about, though. Yeah, good show. Yeah. Good topic. <laughs> It's a good topic. <laughs> yeah. We're going to brainstorm for the next week's show now. Talk about like black eyed kids or something really scary. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. that's, that's, that's spooky. That's a terrifying topic. What you think that about. is, that's spooky. <laughs> you want to do that one? Oh, BEKs. Yeah. We can talk about BEKs. Ooh. All you guys right, want to hear down. about black eyed kids out there? Let me go to the comments. Black eyed kids. Y'all want to hear about that one? Uh oh, there's one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oof. So that's that sounds like the ham smack swamp. Hocka Hock swamp. Hocka smack swamp. Black eyed kids. There's Hock another one. Yeah, that's that's a creepy topic right there. Look, if you look, if you live out in the middle of nowhere, you start hearing about the hearing the story of the black eyed kids. I do you're... live out in the middle of nowhere. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you're you're. Why do you think I got holy water? Now I can't tell you what I got next to me all over my studio. I'll get banned off all the platforms. So I did that one night. Somebody's like, "What you got?" And I start pulling them out. Oh, that was before the show. They're like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "I don't like reloading." (laughs) And and you have to be ready for when the zombies come. Yeah, you better believe that. Uh, Brown eyed girl, cool tune. Now I got that song stuck in my head. Just, yeah, we ain't going to talk about dolls. I got enough of those. All right. So that's what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. All right. So from uh, coast to coast around the world, hopefully y'all like Mark. So he's going to be sticking around. So, uh, but we'll get that website up hopefully next couple of weeks or so with his schedule. Yep. 
and uh but yeah that'd be great here's, here's some of the creepy stuff people have to talk about because i know people have their stories oh wow all right ladies and gentlemen we'll catch you at 10 o'clock take care bye-bye everybody